you know, we want to welcome everybody here. Everything all at once? Everything all at once. It's honestly a sensation. Aliens listen to it. It's going to be really weird for me. I'm not usually in pictures or heard of. Yeah? <laughs> what, what do you do? And you're uh, the guitarist, right? Drummer. 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 Okay, Drummer. so you're in the they background. They me in the back. Yeah. They put you in the back of the don't, stage. Don't Everybody's up in front of you. <laughs> Plus, you're hidden behind the drums, too, right? I'm only five foot tall. So. Well, I, I feel <laughs> that on a personal level. If you ever see the, our pictures, you see his head bop up. Bop up. I literally have okay. to okay. see. Hey, guys, remember me? <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have you guys here today. We got some of the band members here from Storms Within. We have Ron, the drummer. Hello. Tom, our guitarist. Yes, sir. And Erica, our lead singer. Correct. It's awesome to have you guys here. I am super excited. We've been listening to your music all week, yes, and we, uh, we got a super sneak peek preview at your guys' new song. Yeah. Right. Loyalty Lies. <laughs> yep. Which I think sounds great. It's super cool. It's Very different. Good. It's it's different from the other ones we've released so far. So okay, how so? Um, the other three we released are kind of like heavy hitting out the gate. Um, I would say mm-hmm. this one kind of builds up. It's uh, it doesn't start out as heavy, but then it gets nice and heavy as you go through it. So. Right. And the one thing I really appreciated as a metal fan myself is it has the classic symbol ting. Yeah. You know, like there's all those memes about it and stuff on the internet. Like everybody's like leaving the pit, and then you start to hear the symbol, and then you hear the drummer go ting, and everybody has to go head back. Legit, that's wrong all the time. I love it. I try. I try really hard to place things where they're needed and, you know, to bridge the gaps. And when it doesn't work, they're like, no. But when it works, they're like, that's yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and that last song we just released Endgame like a month or so ago, and um, there was like these anvil tings that you can just hear that separation um, in like the build right before the solo, and uh, and that was everybody messaged me, what the hell is that symbol sound? I'm like, well, it's kind of anvil-y, but <laughs> that's yeah, what he the, uses. The magic of the studio, but I figured out how to pull it off live, so it works. There yeah. you go, awesome. <laughs> It, it sounds really good, and we're going to take a listen to it later on, but I, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about like the recording process for you. Is this your first album? I know you guys have been a band for a long time, but is this your first one that you've recorded? or um, it's, our, it's our first full-length, full-length album. We've done a yeah. bunch of um, EPs. How many EPs have you done? Um, two. Yeah, two. Two, yeah. two? Yeah. okay. And so, this is the first full-length. Right, Correct. Right. Cool. So how was that different for you? Was it harder to have that much material or um it kind of boiled down to we need to get this shit on the road you know what i mean like we have so much music and we had new members join this past year and we kind of like just meshed and it was like it's time like it's time for us and especially covid like covid screwed over so many bands that after we got through COVID and everybody kind of, you know, was on the same page, we're like, okay, we're hitting the ground running. Like, everything's starting to open back up. Let's reach out to studios. Let's see where we can go from here. And so we went through and picked what songs, uh, 12, right? 12 songs that um, really were, like, at the pinnacle, like, where we needed to go, where we needed to hit. And we've got, you know, a handful, obviously, more songs, but, like, these are the ones we really, that we've been playing for a long time, we wanted to get out, we wanted to get heard, and that's what we recorded. Okay, cool. So, you, <clears throat> some of these songs are a little bit older than, than others. Oh, yeah. Some. Yeah, absolutely. Some, some I mean, some were written 
10 years ago. Yeah, the first song on the, uh, on the album is the very first song we wrote. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. wow. Neat. Yeah, and then there's songs that were written d during COVID. Mm -hmm. So, like, For You is right. almost a brand, I mean, brand new song. So. The funny part about that is, is that the first song that we wrote together, we were in a cover band together. Oh, okay. And nice. we were still doing that, and then... We, you know, we got the itch because mm -hmm. you know any musician that's ever been in an original band and a cover band, you get that itch. You want to put out your own music. Absolutely. So we wrote that, and it was just like, yeah, this feels right, and, mm -hmm. and it just took off after that. Yeah. Cool. So we're, that's like original. Is that like kind of how the band started then? Is, yeah, we yeah. Um, yeah. we so it started out that we were in a, a different band and I didn't sing I played bass okay. um, and we had a different singer um, and that kind of dissolved um, and Tom said I want to do something but I want you to sing because there was a handful of songs that I played bass and I sang on mm -hmm. um, and he's like but I, I want to do a project where like you're focused in it and in that project, we did both covers and originals because Erie is a cover city. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So um, we were like, let's do let's do both for the time being, so then we can play all venues, you know. Um, and then as the the project progressed, it was like, okay, now we're kind of writing a lot. So like, is it at a point where we're in two separate groups? Mm -hmm. Like, is there a cover band and is there an original band? And that's kind of actually what ended up happening is those two projects separated. Okay. Um, and then Storms was born and we did a cover project for, I don't even know, it wasn't much longer no, after that. We didn't have it very long. Maybe a few months, maybe a year maximum. Um, and then we just kind of focused our attention on Storms and that was kind of where we had just gone to from there, you know. Cool. So that's how it all. That's so how it you guys are like the three. You said you got some new members this year. You guys are like the original, the OGs. Yes. The OGs from 2014. You said earlier. 2014 is when we started. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. That's a long time to, to for you guys to be making music and hanging out and yeah. I mean, it. we actually jammed longer than that. Yeah. I, I mean, in different bands. But Correct. Yeah, the three of us have been in a project. Uh, it's got to be at least 2009, Over, uh, 2008 maybe. I was in that uh, thrash death band, and I said, um, I want to do something different. And that's when we got a hold of Ron. And we did more of a, it was like an 80s. It was, it was 80s, an 80s, 80s sleaze metal type thing. Uh, 80s sleaze metal. Yeah. So is that like Steel Panther? Uh, more like LA Guns. Yeah, Smiley oh. Crewish, something okay. like that. Yeah. Just, just, um, it was out of my I, wheelhouse. That's uh, why I'm are like, you guys I'll play with bass. Steel Panther. Yeah, they play like really <laughs> funny, uh, like '80s music, <laughs> like 80, no. '80s metal music. Except it's just really, it's kind of like a gag band. They're like comedic right. and like, right. satirical. I've seen, I've seen them at the Rock on the Range. Okay, like that. is that like yeah. like a? Real heavy weird owl. No, no. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's one of those in Erie, so. Except, except they play original music. They, yeah. Yeah, ironically, uh, yeah. Tom had put up the post that he was looking for a project to do like this, and I didn't see it at the time, and Eric had said, hey, you know, it's, Tom's. Yeah, Tom's like it's been a few years. I'm like, you? why don't you, why don't you reach out to Tom and see about drumming? Mm -hmm. At the time, I wasn't interested in anything, yeah. but I knew he was getting the itch. He's like, I want to go out, I want to play, but I don't know. And he's like, and I'm like, well, Tom Worst is posting that he's looking for a drummer for this project. And yeah, I was a little hesitant at first because I'm like, you know, Tom, you know, he's the OG in the neighborhood. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's <laughs> been around for a while. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. And when when you're talking about like the the old heads that have been around and like have really caught 
carve the scene in Erie, like he's one of them. Cool. So we're we're lucky to have him in a our little team. bit of old school metal royalty, local Erie. Yeah. 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 He's been in a, he's been in everything. I mean, it's yeah. it's. I played, uh, I played everything. Yeah. Country punk. Death metal, death metal uh, rock, yeah. yeah. Did you? Are you guys all from Erie? Uh, we are, yeah. we are. He, Ron's I'm originally from Philadelphia. Okay, oh, nice. I cool. moved up here, God, 17, 18 years ago. Roughly. Long enough to be from Erie now. Yeah, I'm an Erie guy now. But I'll still make a cheesesteak. So I gotcha. And root for the Eagles too, I'm sure. No. 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 Oh wow, threw me for a loop there. No, no sir. Oh, uh, all right. The Browns? No. No, God. I'm a Pats fan. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, it's even um, worse. I I'm know. a Patriots fan, but I'm also, you know, I pull for Tom Brady. That's, okay. That's, that's your dude. boy. Yeah, I like dude. I like okay. Tom Brady, too. He's uh, the reason why I stayed with the Patriots. I liked Drew Bledsoe when he came out of college, and, you know, and then when he got hurt and Tom took over, I was like, all right, let's steer the ship. He's, yeah. the, he's the uh, upset. He's the goat. Upset he multiple is, times. He he's the greatest living American. <laughs> see, see, in football, he's the goat, and in our opinion, Tom's the goat. Yeah, so that, that is it. So cool. you just got to be named Tom to really have a chance. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I never put that together, but yeah. yeah that's how you make it in the world. Oh, yeah, shit, so that's he's, funny. He's taught me a lot over the years, and definitely he's pushed me, and helped me develop into being a better drummer than what I am and still pushes me because he knows I'll get lazy. Mm -hmm. He knows it. <laughs> Give him the look. Cool. He does. <laughs> so Slow down. Fast where do you guys like to play? Where do you guys play around here? Um, so ironically enough, um, until this last year, and we'll say April, May forward, we never played in Erie. Oh, really? Oh, really? So mm -hmm. exclusively where? But. So, well, in Cleveland-Akron, uh, the Cleveland-Akron metal scene is fucking crazy on another level. Like, those really? guys, oh my gosh. it's Their metal scene is bar none the best. And uh, listen, I'm not going to tear down Erie because I love it. It's obviously our home mm -hmm. home city, home state, but um, the Akron-Cleveland metal scene is nuts. Um, and they, they're like a second at home to us. Like, mm -hmm. they, we're scheduling shows out there all the time, but, um, you know, before, again, this is pre-COVID, even before COVID, we had, there was 10 music venues in Erie that would play original music only. Mm -hmm. So you could, you know, go to any bar on any weekend, Friday or Saturday, and you would be able to go see original music. And then right before COVID, and we can't even blame COVID for it, it was just, there was just like this big decrease. Mm -hmm. Bars started closing. There was a couple that had like a fire and they were ruined. They tore down the beer mug. I mean, like all of these places that welcomed original music just aren't anymore. So um, when it came to the COVID restart, I will say, um, Tom had reached out to the owner of the sandbar, which he's good friends with his brother's best friends with Gary. Um, and they had never had original music there before. And he's like, I'm willing to give you guys a shot. Um, see what you guys do. Cause they're a cover bar too. Right. So, and he said, we'll see what you do. And, and then we just said, we're going to advertise a living hell out of these fucking shows and see what we can do. And the first three shows we played there, we were we were the first band to set up the first three shows, and we packed that place all three nights. And even in a blizzard. Even in a blizzard. When we awesome. when it was a blizzard on in November, um, yeah, it was fantastic. So we played there. We played Philly on the Rocks. That's like the hot spot for original music around here. Um, those guys are doing it every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they're just trying to keep the scene going, and they're fantastic. Everybody down there. Um, Basement Transmission is another one. Um, that one's a little bit difficult because that's like more of like a promoter gig. Yeah. Um, but the guys that work down there, Dread Metal and Christian, um, 
it with Heal Heat has us on a show in March. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all good about getting it, but that's what's like what three venues, you know yeah. what I mean? And we were literally having this discussion that there's maybe what two other places like Irish Cousins will entertain one every once in a while, but again, it depends on your draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a show in April that I just got. We just got into the Rathskeller Cafe. Oh, nice! Also another huge cover band place. But John's willing to um, give us a shot and see what we can pull and do, and then we'll work awesome. with them from there. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. The only other place I can think of is the uh, the King's Rook. Yeah. The Rook, yeah. Uh, the Rook is too, and that's also another one. It's like you know, you gotta. It's a certain niche and certain weekends and all that right. kind of stuff. So yeah. Usually, I think if I think of going to see a band that's like from out of town or a band that is like nationally touring or somewhat big it's either basement transmissions or king's rook club correct yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i can only imagine there's a, i mean there's only so many opportunities for local bands to like open up for those other bands you know because i don't really see those two places putting on or like hosting like headlining a local band you yeah know? yeah you're you're obviously always opening like the show we're playing in um april we're with oh boy now i'm gonna have to rack my mind I want to say it's Maroon River and mm-hmm. Odd Atrocity. So um, the the two of us, or the three of us, are going to be opening for two uh, national touring acts. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Congratulations, that's amazing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's good. And like I said, that, that's cool for us because like, you know, we really didn't play a lot in Erie. It mm-hmm. was maybe once every couple of months that, we, and we were happy with what we could get, just because, like you said, there's there's a saturation, which is fantastic that Erie has so much original music. But um, in the same token, uh, it it you know gives bands like us like no opportunity Mm -hmm. so this year it was kind of like fuck that we're taking it by the balls and we're scheduling shows good so you know what i mean that's that's what we've been doing since april and i and i have to commend your social media presence is like uh much more and (laughs) much stronger than i could ever hope to imagine to do for this show on a personal willingness level (laughs) if that makes sense (laughs) we just committed to it this year um erica was a huge drive behind it she said hey this is what we're going to do this year and then we all got on board and that, that's the important thing is we're all trying to push each other for it. Yeah, we all have our little niche we all do, you know. I'll do like flyers and I'll get shows and stuff. Um, Dave does all the media stuff, mm-hmm. more or less. Yeah, it, I was actually, I was having this conversation earlier on today. It's, it's nice that there's, so there's five of us and each one of us takes on a different chore, which, you know, when it comes down to it, when you're trying, when you're a band that's trying to not just only play locally, but like play mm-hmm. the region, um, right. it's a lot of networking. Um, it's a lot of talking with different bands and meet, matching up schedules, matching up with different bars, trying to, you know, it's, it's, it is just so much. Um, so like Tom said, he tackles the flyers and he handles the Instagram and he handles uh, Reverb Nation, and then um, I handle, for the most part, which Tom, everybody has access to our Facebook, um, but our Facebook and um, our YouTube, and then Dave handles all of our music streaming, all of our platforms. Um, Dave also makes merchandise for us. Um, and then Mike's our newbie. He just joined us here um, in June? June? Our bass player? June? Yeah. June, July. We this last year. I'll, I'll explain that in a little while. Our bass sure. player dilemma, but um, Mike joined us, and Mike's Mike's coming from a, you know came from a different band, and he's just hit the ground running, and he's in the 
he had to learn all these songs phase, you know? Right. So it's not pushing him to do things like that when he's still working on the music and he's ready to write. Like he's, he's ready and willing to like bring stuff in and he wants to start pushing us for new material, which is Sweet. fantastic because we need it. Yeah. So. Especially after just recording. And yeah. do you guys, I've always wondered about this like actual recording process. So like, you guys came in there with a bunch of music already that you wanted to record. Mm -hmm. Was there ever times where you were hanging out in the studio and like end up writing a new song right right there? Because I, I like imagine that's how it happens in my head. So no, um, it's a lot different than what you think um, because you're each recording individually. So it's mm -hmm. not like you're, you're getting not jamming out together. No, no. So you come in and it would be the drums. Ron would be recorded first. So the drum scratch track would be done and laid out for the guitars to start their parts. And then it was literally one by one. Mm -hmm. So Tom would come in, lay down his parts. And depending upon the song, they would need a scratch track. So I would go through and do my scratch track. So like everything was independently done. There yeah. was nothing that was in a group setting. Okay. So it, it was a, it was long process. Yeah, Plus, I'm, I'm sure that there's probably a cost element involved in that and a time element that you're not just like sitting around like the studio on couches like mm. diddly doing. <laughs> down, uh, diddly down that's the not exactly. Not exactly. Yeah. There's pictures. Yeah, there's lots there's of pictures, pictures. <laughs> lots of social media out there. No, we. Um, so we went to Monochrome Studios, um, and we were walking. Is that local? It is local. Okay. Um, uh, there. Shout out to Monochrome. So, shout out to Monochrome. Absolutely. Shout out to Zach Kubiak. He um, he did everything. Mm -hmm. uh, he is our magic maker. Um, we went in there, and uh, honestly, I reached out to them in the first place because they're they're the. Um, uh, studio that works with First to Eleven, who's a big cover. Oh yeah, I, I we're familiar with them. Yeah, they're they're great, great, great people, um, and they have great stuff. So I'm like, I wonder if they record local original acts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and is Zach the the dude who does all that? Who work, teaches the kids and records all that no. stuff? So no, I and I don't know if Zach Zach may teach, but um, he's heavily involved with recording music videos, all that kind of stuff, because they, they don't have just First to Eleven. They have tons of artists oh, yeah. out of there. Yeah. So um, we're just a dime in the dozen, mm -hmm. but um, what what was wonderful is they never made us feel rushed. Mm -hmm. um, we, at week by week, we would have uh, two, two, sometimes three recording sessions a week. Um, and we would go in there and lay down the parts where we felt comfortable. And then it would be like, are you guys good? Am I good? You know, it would be like a stopping point where we were all kind of comfortable with. Right. It was never rushed. It was it was beautifully orchestrated the entire way through. So, um, and I don't think Zach thought that we were that prepared. Yeah. Because, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. We came in there and we were slamming songs out. You're on a mission. Yes. So, yeah. but then we're like, dude, we've been doing this for years. You know what I mean? Yeah. This isn't like we just wrote this over... COVID, like the last two years, these are songs we're ready to get down and put into, you know, streaming platform form and all that kind of stuff. So Zach just worked magic with us. He was cool. fantastic. Good. Yeah, it's going to be a little different now when we go back in in April yeah. <laughs> with new songs and stuff. And it so will you be guys different. Are, you guys are already planning another album. We are, yeah. So we're already three, we're three new songs in. Um, we have two songs that are old, old that we need to rework and get going to, mm -hmm. you know, different levels with the new members and everything. Um, and then we already, there's a music video for the album we're putting out next week that we want to do because there was a song that came out, it's called Fallen. Um, it came out so much better than I could have imagined. 
Um, and so we're going to do a video for that when we go back in the studio. Cool. Um, I think that's that's our goal right now, right? Right. We got a few right, songs. Like a few songs. And then the video. Right. Yeah. Right. When we go back. Me? It's always yeah. odd. I'm super interested in the creative process. That's something that's interesting to me. And, uh, you know, it's cool listening to, like, the, the synchronicity you guys have. I've never been a musician, so, like, my, my uh, thoughts of like what recording is is like I watched like the get back sessions you know it's like get together fight play a little bit break up uh, make, make magic break up again the biggest and um, most fulfilling thing for me was when I come in with my my tracks and Zach's listening to them and then Tom lays down his guitar parts and you know we're going through the process you know I can't give Zach enough props for this as an engineer I think he's one of the best that I've ever worked with I've been through different Prog, uh, I've been through different <coughs> projects over the years, and, mm -hmm. I, and uh, when I walk into the studio, he goes, "Hey, by the way, I want you to listen to this." And I go back and I listen to the track, and he's like, "I changed this," and I went, "Oh!" I was like, "I never would have thought about playing it that way." He always had fresh ideas for us, uh, for every one of us. I mean. The, he, it's like he got inside of our head and he was part of us when we were writing it and helped it come to be what it is now. So he's just an amazing engineer and yeah. I, I can't thank him enough. Look forward to working with him in the future because I know we're going to need it. <laughs> we're going to need it to tie everything together. The yeah. stuff we're writing now is, is, I would say, a fresh approach. Yeah. And as a as a medical metal metal fan, I'd say that you guys sound like pretty technically like you're very tight. You know what I mean? Everything lines up, is mastered well. Nothing's overpowering anything else. It all just sounds very good and cohesive and professionally done. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what we that's what we were striving for. Is um, you know a couple of the other ones that we had recorded, and it's no knock on anybody because technology was way different 10 years ago. Sure. You know what I mean? Now everything is electronic. You can move things around with a drop of, of a click of a mouse, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, and it's just a lot more crisp. Um, and as we were going through, it was exactly like Ron said. Um, Zach would be like, okay, hold on. We're going to go back and we're going to do this. Like Ron or Tommy were hitting a couple of those notes were wonky. Let's do that again. And you know, he he was really, he really has a sound or a, a, an ear for mm -hmm. sound and music and how what we were doing and how we wanted to progress. So he was a fantastic part in making sure that all of our stuff was tight. Right. Yeah. That's. I feel like that's really important, and that's something that I'm learning as a budding audio producer myself is, like, how do we get the best sound possible from the people and or from, like, the artists that are trying to record something and make something that's beautiful sounding. I mean, we have a few stupid videos of like gag songs on the internet now <laughs> i don't know if you guys saw those but those those are easy and fun but like if somebody actually wants to record like nice music like actual good music that they put their heart and soul in it's really important to have the skills to bring that out yeah yeah right. absolutely that's where we lucked out with zach because like i said he it just felt like he was there when we were writing it because yeah. he knew you could just tell like when we're all sitting back you know we're just letting him do his thing and you see him starting to bob his head and you know he's just like wait a minute and he backs it up and he goes yeah tom that note was just a little mm -hmm. or, or hey eric why don't you try this or, yeah. or ron let's try that it's really important uh, a very important part of the the finished product is to have somebody that puts their heart into it as much well, as we it's, have it's, right it's nice to have another 
opinion. Yeah. Something yes. else. Outside mm-hmm. of us. Outside of yeah. us, we know what we want. <clears throat> and if something else comes to refresh your idea, like, wow. Right. Never yeah. thought of that. Because we're all focused on one, right. one way of right. doing it. I feel like when it's a personal project, too, you get very, I get very attached to it. Yeah. So I may... Me be like the way I always describe this to people is like if I have a problem or something that I'm very attached to, it's like right here on the side of my face. And if I try to look at it, I can't really see it because I'm so close and so tight to it. Yeah. Whereas you guys can clearly see that my whole hand or the whole thing or whatever that is right. that I'm attached that that I'm so attached to, and maybe have a better look at it. Yeah, for sure. That one that was nice was the was the fresh views of when we were recording and going in and doing things that he would have suggestions and like what I liked is you know obviously I've been singing the majority of these songs for quite some time the um, the hard part for me is a lot of the music the older music was written with two singers Mm -hmm. so we had another female singer Tiffany Troop um, and she's fantastic um, probably one of the best metal vocalists in our area Mm -hmm. and it's a shame that she's not in a band right now Um, but uh her her voice and her vocal range is the complete opposite of mine mm-hmm. you know so trying to go back and make these songs mine now mm-hmm. you know it was it was tough uh because her vocal range is deep and growly and you know just in your face and i'm like i'm up here i'm high and i'm and now I'm very clean vocals too. Very. Yeah. So I'm like, now I'm in the middle, uh-huh. you know what I mean? I can't, I'm not too high, but I'm also not too low. And it's nice. Cause the boys, um, they're, they're helping me with backing vocals. Tom and Mike, uh, both are getting up and doing those parts that really needed that filling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been my struggle, um, with all of this. And like, like I was mentioning that song that I really like, the fallen song. I, I hate playing it live. I, we never, we never I, play it live. I hate it. Yeah. And I tell them that I hate it, but it recorded. Holy shit. Shit, dude like the levels and the um the way that they're the the vocals are layered in it it like gives you goosebumps by the end mm-hmm. um and it's just such a well-written song because it's just like a tale of addiction and um and it hits so many people and when you're listening to it, it's like holy fuck this came out so good but it sucks singing live because i'm only one person right you know so but that's one of the ones that really took a hit when we lost her so that's kind of one of the really sad things about seeing certain bands live yeah they don't sound as good as they right. do on their album because like when you when you're making an album obviously you guys are putting tons and tons of time into this making it absolutely perfect yeah but when band i mean and not to say that bands don't sound good live too but it's 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 definitely not the same as listening to it on you the know CD my part. my thought process in that is um, I may not sound fantastic live. Um, I'm sure I'm, you guys sound great. Li- I'm not trying to say anything bad. <laughs> oh, about you guys or listen, anybody sure out there. But I like, heard you dogging us. So <laughs> I heard that as a challenge. Yeah, yeah that's be- play music better. <laughs> Do better, will you? No, I get you 100. But like my my thing is, and I tell these guys whenever we make our set list is I want energy. For from the minute we start to the minute we finish. I want you to have us stuck in our, your head. Like, right. that's the bottom line is the entire time, by the, from start to finish, I want you to be like, holy shit, that was a lot at once. Right. And you don't forget. Everything, at, everything once. at once. Everything, everything at once. Everything at once. Nice. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's it, baby. <laughs> so you can't steal our name. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm like the opposite of Tony, though. Like, my, my, I'm not really super into metal. I love what you guys do. You know, I really enjoy the music that I've listened to. But, like, my favorite band is the Grateful Dead. Oh, okay, yeah. So I don't think I've listened to, like, okay. a studio album 
you know, in a very long time. So when I, I get what you're saying about the energy, you know, obviously, you know, Jerry yeah. Garcia is not alive, but when I go to like the, the Bobby Weir show, shows and stuff, like the energy to, that just packs the room, I like that more than just listening to like some, you know, studio album with all the bells and whistles and then the tricks, you know, involved. I think it's much yeah. more raw and powerful live. Yeah. That's also a very good point. You know what I mean? That, there is something special about what you well, can actually produce, like live and in person. You know well, what I mean? It's like uh, the song Endgame. I was just going to hit just, on that. It just, at first, the first, initially, we were just like, it just doesn't sound the same. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have that power, you know? We, we, um, you know, worked with it a little bit. Now it sounds good, but that song's way different live. It's just, yeah. it's a little lot. Yeah, it, it, it does. Made. It sounds all cute and flouncy when you're listening to the radio mm-hmm. but, uh, on the on the video, and then the person you're like lies. Like there's just <laughs> so much power and energy into that song. Uh, that's that's what I pride myself on. Like right. I, I if I'm, if I can't talk if I can talk by the end of our set, I didn't do anybody justice in that room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I want to push it. I want everybody to be entertained. I want everybody to enjoy themselves and remember us. And that's that's it. Yeah. Uh, by the end of the show. That's kind of cool too. Like, you know, if, if it's played a little different live, you know, that's like sharing like a secret. You know, you go and see you guys, and. <laughs> You get a different experience than, than someone just picking it yeah. up on like Spotify or whatever. Right. It's, it's, a very it's a unique experience. Exactly. Yeah, and Absolutely. I and I want it to be like you know I want what I what made me the most excited was when we dropped Endgame and then we played that Blizzard show, um, and there were tons of people there. It was it was a decent turnout for a decent. I mean it was it was pretty full, but. Um, to have, have people looking forward to that song, like that's one of the first times that I've I've felt that that I've seen that because like we didn't put out music before we played before, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like holy hell! Like as soon as we were like we're gonna play the new song Endgame, it was like everybody was like, oh, this is what we were waiting for, you know. So that was cool. I I really enjoyed. I still that. get goosebumps when I think about it. It's yeah, just it's, it's just overwhelming because, I mean, the reception that we've gotten in the last four or five months. You know, with everything getting pushed out, it's just mm-hmm. it's just been incredible. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool too. After this album's been out for a while, and people are able to listen to it on their own, I think a lot of people are going to be singing these songs back to you guys. Oh, not, for like, sure. Not that I mean, I haven't been to one of your shows yet. I have listened to you like a lot on the on the streaming services and stuff like that pr- before this show. But I I always love it personally as like a fan to be able to like. S- like, I don't want to talk either because I'm going to be singing the songs back at you yeah. guys you know, from the They're crowd. Very, very hokey choruses. Yeah, that's yeah. what we that's what we pride ourselves on. Like our songs are not nine minutes. Um, I think at max, like our longest song is maybe four and a half minutes. But mm-hmm. like we want the choruses to get stuck in your head. Right. Like we want every jingle to be just rammed in your head. Whatever song you're listening to, that hook's getting you. And that's that's what I pride myself on when I write is. Whether it's the verse or the chorus, whichever gets stuck in your head, like that's the part that your mind keeps going back to, you right. know. So that's that's what I that's how I like writing. Cool. Do, do you guys prefer being in the studio or on the stage? The stage, stage for sure. Stage. Absolutely, I'm torn. I like the studio. The <laughs> studio was a really fun really, experience. Yeah, you get to use your head a little bit more. Go, oh, there's still this in there. Let's do yeah. that. You know, but I mean, you also gotta watch yourself because when you're live, you're like, well, I can't. Do all this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So you still got to keep it simple, but this layer, this was put this little something underneath it, right? You know, that, we, that's we, one little special effect or whatever. That, mm-hmm. It's something that people will hear mm-hmm. that like couple notes or whatever, 
even though you don't play it, they still hear it. Yeah. yeah. They know the song. They're sitting there going, I hear it. Even though nobody's playing it, you know? Yeah. So those are little things that they like, throw in there, just a little couple notes. And There's always, I feel like as a, as a music fan, I always get kind of sentimental too, or like I feel a certain sort of way when I, it's like a, like when I see somebody perform and especially in like the electronic genre, like DJs and stuff like that, like they've masterfully produced this song over the course of hours and they're not going to actually be able to perform it live for me. They're just going to push play on their laptop right Right. you know what i mean like it sounds amazing it's incredible you did such a fantastic job but i want to see you make it right in front of my face that's what i like i like when we play live because in the studio i'm sitting there and i'm just listening i'm going okay that's right this is right it fits with this all right that meshes but when we're live i feed off of their energy Mm -hmm. and i like to believe that they feed off mine also but once I see the crowd starting to get into it, you know, sure. it's like the doors open, the lights go on. I'm a whole other person that, you know, you just give it your all. I can't and, see any of them. So I've got to have that one person. Right. Yeah. If I'm not tired and sweating and I'm ready to fall off my chair right. by the end yeah. of the set, I didn't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a couple busted knuckles and whatnot, but it's, <laughs> it's worth it. And, you know, seeing people bob their heads and, you know, and, they're at the bar before we play, and as soon as we start, the whole bar comes over, and everybody's in front of you. It's just, it just makes it worth it. Yeah. You get to create something, record it, put it out there, and then when you get to play it in front of people, and they get to see how passionate you are about it, mm-hmm. that's what makes it worth it to me. Super cool. It's got to be cool to see like familiar faces, too. You know, oh, we're great Pete fans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. I mean, that's Erie's not huge. Mm-hmm. Right. So when it comes to original shows, I mean, when it's first starting, when you're first starting out, it's a lot of like friends and family. Yeah. You know definitely. what I mean? And then as. In the crowd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And then as, as time goes on and you build a little bit of a following, I mean, and it takes time. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. Erie is not like, you know, you're going to know a band as soon as they start or within a year or even a few years, honestly. And like I said, when we, when we decided last year, we were like going to hit the ground running, like we were starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. We had no contacts. All the clubs that we used to play at closed or were just starting to trickle open and letting a few people sprinkle here and there. And it's like now I don't even know what happened in the last few months, man. It was crazy. Like, We've never played Pittsburgh, ever, mm-hmm. ever. So in what six, seven, eight? In eight years, we've never played Pittsburgh. It's just it. it from our perspective, it was a smaller scene. It was a hard niche to get into. There really wasn't much going on. And now we've got all these, which is fantastic, female-fronted bands. <laughs> right. We were talking about out of yeah, out of Pittsburgh okay. that are like. We want to show trade. How can we get on gigs with Good. you? Da 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 da. And now. Um, Victoria Fires one. I will shout them out because they shouted us out yesterday. Um, fantastic! They just dropped a song called Fire. Holy song. shit! We're Love obsessed. Yeah. Um, and they are so good. They just got a new drummer, and they're coming to play with us in March. Um, and I'm sure there'll be a reciprocated show at some point. And then another band from Butler, Animus. Um, we've really? brought them to a couple of our shows. They just invited us to a show here in February. Um, Drown the Deep, Deep is another one from Pittsburgh. Another female-fronted band. Heavy-ass voice. I mean, 
it's just fantastic. Like it's the the networking that's been going on and the, the reaching out to bands and people reaching out to us and vice versa. I mean, it's been awesome. So yeah. we're we're definitely grateful for all of that. Yeah, that's super cool. It, Erie seems like I've been meaning to talk with this like with a bunch of different guests, but Erie is, seems like it's really like a becoming a woman's town, so to speak. Uh, like it's been a cover band woman's town forever. Really, Maybe and I I'm won't just shit on them because yeah. I am friends with a lot of them. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I've been I played in the cover scene. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you make good money. Uh, you don't make money playing originals. You make nothing. But yeah. it's you putting yourself <laughs> out there and writing and doing what you want to do. Cover band, it's eerie. People want to go out and dance to Joe every weekend mm-hmm. I'm not into that I don't want to go see that every weekend I want to go see a band kick, play their shit and kick ass and you know put their hearts into it like that's what I want to see right so that's what we want to do um, but yeah it there's there's some female fronted bands that are coming on the scene here I mean we were the only ones for a decade right <laughs> so it's uh it's nice to see some some female faces and original music making their way out so. absolutely yeah and and not just uh the female fronted bands but like the female fronted businesses and stuff like oh, that like hell yeah it's like a, a real like woman it, to me it feels like a woman power revolution like locally in our area with all of the different female guests that we've had that are entrepreneurs and starting new businesses and coming up and doing the thing that like i just don't know that any men are doing around here right no now. it's just it's a huge push and i don't know what what the movement is but i'm supporting it 100 percent. yeah absolutely we have and i'm gonna shout her out because she's been fantastic um her name's erica ray she actually is from pittsburgh uh photographer Mm -hmm. and oh she followed us earlier today oh did she yeah i love her already okay she she had put up a post and was like i'm trying to get out i want to get bands pictures taken and i'm like girl i'm a female band like you need to come let's do it let's do it let's meet up my name's erica you're erica let's do this and um hell yeah and she uh she was like oh okay, well, let me look at your schedule. And she was like, March 3rd, I'm going to come out. Uh, we've got four female-fronted bands, and then we've got um, Maniacal Device. Uh, it's Maniacal Device, Victoria Fire, Animus, um, Vernautica, we call them. They were the old Veronica. <laughs> hmm. All female-fronted bands, and then Maniacal Device is coming out of, uh, they just got a drummer. So we put them together, and she's like, I can make that show. I want to take pictures at it. And then she messaged me literally today and was like, I think I might be coming to Akron this weekend. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I love is like just the support that we're getting from all corners of everywhere. Like photographers reaching out to us and videographers and next weekend for our, our CD album release party, um, it's going to be live streamed. We've got two or three Ooh. photographers. Um, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a spectacle. And where's so that at? Awesome. Tell us about it. Okay. So you guys, any you guys want to jump in? You want to? I got it, baby. You got Um, it. You're in charge. I am the one in charge. Uh, So it's at the sandbar. Um, We've got five bands. Um, It is. I'm trying to think who's opening. I always I always mess up the order. Uh, Massive Massive Denial's opening. And then we have Detroit Red. These are all local Erie bands. We wanted just a local show for our release. So um, it's those two guys. And then it's um, Gelatin Skeleton, good friends of ours. They've been in the scene forever. And and Joe Nameless. Um, And Ron jumps for them. So um, My boys and Joe Nameless. Yeah, my boys and Joe Nameless. So um, 
we've got that show and it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible we've got new merch coming out that we'll have all available for that obviously the albums will have available um, we told Gary that they better have food because mm-hmm. it's gonna be packed cool mm-hmm. so I can't wait yeah. when is what's the day it's Friday Friday the 13th Friday the 13th Yay. as long as we don't have anything recorded I, or scheduled to record that day I will absolutely be there even if we do have something recorded yeah. we should we, be able to make it out there at least we, for, we don't Okay. Hey. Yeah, we're going to be there. So everything at once, podcast crew will be in the Hell yeah. for sure. Yes. Good, yeah. It'll it's be gonna, a night to remember. It will be. Sure. It'll be fun. It's oh, yes. early, five bands. San Bar's uh, 15. Oh, yeah, San Bar's 15-year anniversary. Yeah, anniversary. yeah it's, a big, it's a big month, so cool. it'll be fun. Hey, you guys want to check out the new song? Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Let's cool.
Roberts. That used to be a big place for shows back in the day. That place is huge too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ultimate best. And they use it for like gun rifles once a year now. I, like, I used to go to the field house when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it. when I was DC young. There, UFO. Yeah, and Judas Priest when they first came to Erie. Uh, Judas Priest at Rainbow Garden? No, no, no they're Erie Field, 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 Field House. Oh, okay. Dio did though. Dio was at Rainbow Garden. Yeah. What? Yeah. I can't even. That doesn't even make sense in my brain. I know. I'm thinking stage press. How? <laughs> I don't know. I, to, I remember my boss showing me a ticket stub from uh, uh, Black Sabbath at the Erie Field House. You know, yeah, I, like, saw them, I saw them at the Field House too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Then the Sherlock's used to have Sherlock's was it. You see Tess and Evermore, Life of Agony. Yeah. Sherlock's was it. Well, now it's like if you, you want to open up a show, you got to go to Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we used to, go to what, play the Gora, the Gora, Peabody's. Peabody's gone now. Gora doesn't do the... That was a good time. Agora Small used to do a side room, not the huge ballroom, yeah. but that little yep. side room over there. I and saw all that remains there, and I was kind of, I was like, why, are we, why is all that remains over in the, the side, side room? We opened for Texas Hippie Coalition, um, like 2018, 2019, and mm-hmm. that shit was fire. That was awesome. Right. We actually, we I opened for Leaves Eyes. Leaves, Leaves Eyes, Eyes, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that and that was show. fun. That was those were show. those were ticket shows, but uh, the the Agora would always say, we know you guys are good. So we're gonna send you X amount of tickets and sell them. So, mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of that, that was, a lot of those shows are ticket that's, shows. That was before yeah. COVID. So that was before COVID, unfortunately. Peabody's. Tea so. bodies. Oh God, I know all Just of the good all row, Butcher babies. God, you name it. Yeah. It seems like Erie kind of goes in waves to me. For sure. Like there'll be a year or two where I'm seeing like awesome headlining metal bands for uh, basement transmission like all year long yeah like, every month or two there'll be somebody who's fucking right. brutal and amazing and then after like a year or two of it being so good it just dies for like another two years yeah it's weird and it all has to do with the promoters too you know what i mean it, with with them getting in with bands and trying to catch them on tours and stuff like that it's a lot of work so Props to all of them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's there there uh, there's at least three of them that I can rattle off the top of my head that they're trying to put shows on, and you know they're not in bands; they're just trying to put shows together and bring Erie, you know music back to Erie. Right, it's, it's coming back. I mean, it is slowly starting. To, I mean, there's it's crowd, recovering. Good crowd, good crowd. It's recovering. Yeah. That's the, exactly the word. Yeah, yeah. But and a lot of a lot of those guys change too because a lot of them can't do that like full time you know what I mean they can't book bands full time and they end up I know a couple that have like stepped away from that kind of Correct. stuff yeah know? Dread Metal um, is one that guy is is Erie's music scene I mean that guy an books guy. shows every friggin weekend and I know this year he's kind of like you know kicking it back a little bit because he was so damn dedicated um but he's doing a lot, and then there's Jen Quirk and Steve Jacobson at Mayhem that are they're starting to put on shows and work their magic. And then Christian is at Heel Heat, um, mm-hmm. doing stuff at Basement Transmissions. So like all of those guys, I mean, big props. Like I said, they're just wanting the music scene in Erie to get back, like to be, recover. Like you said, that's absolutely what they're trying to yeah. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. COVID really put a big damper on the music scene for quite a while. Hell sure yeah, it did. I mean, a lot of a, a lot of bands we used to play with are done like mm-hmm. they either dissolved or right after covid they played a couple shows and they're like uh, this just isn't it anymore um something that's exciting and i hope Jaden doesn't mind me saying our bass player and i, I hate saying x because our all of our members that have left for one reason or another 
our, our family. Like mm-hmm. ever, nobody, sure. yeah. nobody left on bad terms. So Jaden Dunham, um, it was our bass player for years, years and years. And he had a job and was going to college and it was just way too much for him last December. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, he, he left us. Um, but he runs metal massacre and did every year until the park that he threw it at. They just couldn't do it anymore. And he's bringing it back this year, which Good. is awesome. huge. Yeah, so huge. in August um, 11th and 12th, he's going to be doing Metal Massacre, and he wants like every local band to be on it. Good. So and it's tickets, and you you know pay for what he needs to to have that out there, and bring a few out of town bands. But I mean that's huge for Erie mm-hmm. to have that back, to yeah. have that event in Erie again is just it hasn't been right. the same since we haven't had it. Yeah. And the metal scene is is an interesting one too because you got I feel. Not to say that you would never play like a big like celebrate Erie or something like that, but I feel like that's definitely more of a different genre of music that's going to be playing like a celebrate Erie or a Eight Great Tuesdays or any of the other like smaller local city based events. It's really more independent people that you're looking to go play for. Yeah, yeah, it's a totally different crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's the people that want to take their families to those kind of events. Sure. So they're wanting those, again, those like cover bandy kind of yeah, things. Yeah, that people will recognize and be able to dance to and sing along. Correct. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one's like, people want to go just mosh for two fucking days straight. Yeah. You know, and that's camping. that's what, camping. Yeah, it's right. camping. Yeah. It's a two-day long event, and I don't even remember how many friggin' bands. Like, 30 yeah. bands. Like, it's crazy. And I'm sure he's going to pull out all the stops, because, I mean, it, every event that he's ever ran was that way. So, mm-hmm. we're stoked. Yeah. We're going to be playing that, so we can't... And it's not just wait. about the music, either. It's about everybody getting together, because yeah. you can have bands that come in from Cleveland, Columbus, sure. mm-hmm. so Florida one year. Yeah. And what happens is everybody goes here and they camp mm-hmm. and you can literally walk from campsite to campsite and you all hang out hey I haven't seen you since last year yeah. oh, right? what's yeah. new oh we got the new track dro- uh, yeah. drop in this week you know it's about a family when yeah. you're doing this as long as we've done it you know you, we don't have acquaintances mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. extended family yeah. friends yeah. That, that, that's awesome that this is coming back because the only other event I can really think of that's consistent every year like that is Chase Chase, Chase. I knew you were going to say that, say that. Yeah. it is you're not wrong it is and the heron and, yeah. Well, yeah that's a little bit right. a little uh, bit different a little, a little bit, bit not. Uh, out of the area but there used to be two metal festivals every year there was Metal Massacre in June and then July August was 814 Fest I always went to mm-hmm. Summer Slaughter Oh, ah, nice. okay. Summer yeah. yeah. Summer slaughter. Summer slaughter is a brutal. very brutal. Yeah, we're not that level. Not quite there yet. Yeah. And your vocals are very clean and unique, and I I, I appreciate that a lot more than I would in the past. Oh, good. Thank you. you it, it's a, <laughs> a little bit more of a progressive metal sound. Yeah, we're definitely like 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 an alt rock metal. I don't know. It's weird. We're in this weird phase because there's some songs where that are just so heavy and screamy, and then there's some songs that are more melodic and sing songy. But um, we played. Sh- this is for the longest time. It was like, where do we fit? Where's our Where's our niche? You know, and um, we just don't have one. <laughs> no, we're like no, the bridge. Yeah, because not only are we not yeah. only are we a female fronted band, which is odd in its own, but um, we're not heavy, heavy. Mm-hmm. We're not post core, all that kind of shit. But we're also not rock. Yeah, you know, we're like this weird in between. So we played we played a freaking sludge metal show in September, <laughs> and the guys went ballistic. Yeah, like it, it was <laughs> so fantastic. They're like, we didn't expect that. 
<laughs> like, and I don't, I don't even know why. I, that's shout out to those guys. That's Maple Grove Tavern in Maple Grove, um, Ohio. But um, they just, they were fantastic. They supported us, and we played last, and they were there, stayed the whole night, and you yeah. know, rocked out to us. But that's what we, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. And part of that's like. You guys brought it up a little bit earlier, that social networking, that community yeah. building. Because more than likely, if you like metal or like death metal or death core or whatever, right. you probably like some other kinds of music too. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't know anybody that, I don't, I, nobody that pops to my mind that like exclusively listens to one type of music. You know what I mean? Yeah, that Whether was, it's rap or hip hop right. or For sure. funk or. Uh, jam bands or whatever, you know, you're always, everybody has like an eclectic taste of more than just one thing. For sure, yeah. And that's what Tom's big thing was. When we, so when we started trying to like book shows again, because we don't go through promoters, all of our shows we book on our own. Mm -hmm. So we network and we book with everywhere on our own with the exception of like if a band invites us somewhere, right? Because obviously we wouldn't be booking in Pittsburgh. We're not, we don't have those kind of connections yet. Um, However, uh, in Erie, that's what Tom said is he's like, we need it. We need to have that eclectic sound for every show. We need a punk band. We need a heavy band. We, then there's us, you know? And so like every show that we put together we want that eclectic sound we want there to be so everyone's not like oh it's all rock music yeah, like storms like again you know the whole idea was i mean you've got five people like death metal five people like rock five people like punk, punk yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. so now you got 15 people coming to your show right if you had three bands and they were all death metal you'd have five people at your show. right uh, that's a very good point so, a little bit of audience sharing for right. sure which is the same thing that you, never know, you never know that five people came to see the one band see the other band oh I like yeah. that yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely we never saw them before you know right like, okay yep not so. to mention we also help other people out you know bands that are just starting out we give them a show and say hey get on this you know mm-hmm. we'll, we'll help you get out there and in turn, you know, other bands have done that for us. Yeah, so. that's that's legit. Like on top of promoting ourselves, clearly, because that's like the point of you, you and your band. Right. Is like we want Erie's music scene to thrive. Mm-hmm. So when we book these shows, we're every show we play is with different bands. So like every single show we book, there's different bands, either whether they're from Erie, and then now in the new year we're bringing bands from Cleveland, we're bringing bands from Pittsburgh, Butler. Um, we're trying to like get into Buffalo. Buffalo's a little bit weird, but uh, we're, that's what we're trying to do is like sh- show, share, get these bands in here, support the local scene. I mean, like we've got shows booked out until July right now. It's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Like uh, we've never ever had a year like this. Like I think our biggest busiest year ever. I think we played like nine shows maybe in the in the duration. Oh, last year. No, I mean, and before last year, nine shows for the duration of the year. And then last year we started in April and we played 14 shows and no, was it 14? No. Yeah. It was fit. We played 15 shows. We had 16 booked. One got canceled by the venue this year. We already have 14 scheduled. Oh, wow. Like just in July, just till just July. to July. Yeah. So, and we've never had a year like that, but it's just the networking, the bands, the we're setting up our own shows, people reaching out to us. It's just, it's incredible. Like, I don't know. We're just, we're really lucky. <laughs> it's just crazy. Like there's people reaching out from other States even saying, yeah. Hey, if you ever want to travel down here, we'll make sure we give you a good spot. Yeah. And it's just awesome. North Carolina, Florida. I mean, we've got bands that are like, listen, if you guys are traveling, if you're coming through, like we, we've got a stage for you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Congratulations to you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. We're trying. We're doing. What do you think's been the hardest part so far? 
I was expecting something like that to come up. Um, I, it wouldn't be a good interview if I didn't ask yeah. that, right? I got a good answer for it, though. I got a good answer for it. So I posted about this a couple times in the last few months. So this this last year, as, as lucrative and wonderful as it has been for us musically, um, last January, our bass player passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. It That was really like the biggest kick in the teeth uh, that you can ever expect. Um, and I, and I can, I can, uh, I like it to what we just watched. Anybody that watches football, the Monday night football game where right. the player had cardiac arrest and nobody can function. You know what I mean? That was kind of us for a month. It like gives me goosebumps. Um, for like a month, none of us could function. Like it was, you know, you see somebody two, three times a week, you see somebody outside of your regular family more, you know, your band members more than you see like my brother or sister, you know what I mean? And it was so sudden and so fast, and it was just, it was shitty. It sucked. So um, for like a month and a half, we were all like, we need to take a step back. Like, we need to breathe. We need to readjust. We need to figure out what we want to do. And at the time, we were doing Storms Full Force, and then we were doing kind of like a cover gig, and that was to cover Storms' expenses. And we said, we're not covering We're not going to continue with the cover band. Like, that was Rob's. Uh, Rob Piles was his name. Um, that was Rob's thing. Like, he loved doing the cover gigs. He loved booking the shows. He absolutely loved all of that. And, um, and, and then what he loved more was Storms. Um, so it was like, okay, now we got to figure out where the hell we're going to go from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, don't have a, we, we obviously don't have a bass player now. Um, and this was Jaden had left, uh, left us. And then Rob had kind of like moved into that position. Um, and then, and then he passed away. Uh, and then we just took that huge break. Um, and that was by far, I will tell you the worst, <laughs> like two months of my life. That was shitty. That was horrible. And, and it's, it's like, devastating. It's, yeah, it's like losing a brother. Like he, it sucked ass. Somebody you talk to every single day and yeah, Ron, Ron and Ron and Rob are best friends. So it, it was it was one of the hardest things I ever went through was losing someone that was that close to me as a band member. You know, that would be like, God forbid, losing Tom. I, I, I'd fall apart. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. It's just, it, it was so sudden. It was so drastic that I, I didn't even know if I wanted to continue after that because yeah. it was just tragic. and uh, It was rough. But we, we decided, as you know, the band did, you know, that we were going to, Lay the cover band to rest with him, mm-hmm. and um, pursue storms. And uh, in all honesty, you know, um, you know, it, by my computer and several places around the house, I have mem- things that were his. And, and you know, it's uh, we're doing this, and, and for me, I won't even say we, but I'm doing this part of continuing for him. Oh, because I because I know that's what he would have wanted. Yeah, his right? legacy for sure, because he. I mean, he didn't, it wasn't like he was with us the entire time, you know, in the band. He played guitar for us actually for a short while, but what was odd about all of it is that we played with him and he was playing guitar um, through COVID. Mm-hmm. Like the whole duration of COVID, like all of us were quarantining like everyone. And we were all like, months. well, we're all quarantining. Why don't we practice? Like there, this is the only thing that kind of brings us joy at this point. So none of us were doing anything but practicing, you know? So uh, it was very ironic that he passed away from COVID. Um, and that pushed everything backwards again, because now we were, what are we going to do? Who are we going to get? You know, do- we have no, we have no bass player. Do we continue at this point? Um, is it worth it? Uh, you know what I mean? There, every question that 
is in your mind is is right in front of your face then you know is this fun is this going to be fun um where we practice at is it going to suck you know what i mean it was hard for the longest time like your your picture and i'm standing in a spot you know what i mean like just waiting for him to walk down the steps and, yeah. and plug in you know it was it was yeah, that just sucked. That was not that it. Was that hardest. was that was the worst part of the year. And like I said, and, and it was kind of like February. We all kind of reconvened and we all got together for a practice. And um, actually, ironically enough, we had everybody that had played with him. Like he had been in a cover band called Misunderstood, and a bunch of their members came over, and a bunch of our musical friends. I think there was like twenty of. Us. And like I said, this is still COVID. <laughs> and but we had I don't even know twenty five thirty people at our house all just talking and remembering and after that night it was like guys we need to hit the fucking ground Mm -hmm. like let's go like we can't stop this we need to continue he would have been pissed i'm telling you he would have been pissed if we would have stopped so i told them i'm like we're gonna hit the ground i'm gonna start looking into connections and bands and concert venues and whatever and i'm gonna start looking to where we can record and we did, ironically, not Dave's son, um, our, our guitar, our other guitar player, Dave Salufo, his son had just left a band um, and was willing to fill in for us for bass while we had those couple of shows scheduled that year, and then we started recording. And his son, Nick, filled in um, for a couple of shows, and then he um, recorded the first few songs and on the sure. CD. The video. And then it was just too much for him because he was living in Ashtabula or Geneva. And then the gas prices started skyrocketing. Um, And uh, and then he left us. So we we played, I think, one show without a bass player. And then um, and then Tom's like, I guess I'll just play the bass parts until we figure something out. And then did Mike contact you? Yeah, you got a hold of me. I put uh, Ad out for a bass player and. Mike got a hold of me, and then uh, ironically, you know, he had issues, family issues. And uh, a couple weeks later, got a hold of me again and said, come on in, let's, let's see what we can do. Yeah. And he fit right in. Uh, Mike's, been, Mike's been the biggest blessing in disguise, like, that we could have hoped for this year. You know, on top of, like, doing the shows and recording and all of the stuff that we want to get done, like, Mike came in and just was like, send me the songs I'm ready to go let's do this like and he was learning the song so damn fast and he's like he like I said I think he came in in June it was June-ish and we had a show scheduled in August and he's like I don't think I can do it I don't think I'm gonna be ready and we're like well let's just practice the songs you're comfortable with and then he's just like I'm ready. I'm going to do it. And it was funny because Hell yeah, yeah he was, that's exactly what we needed. Like he came in and he's like, I'm ready. I want to do this. I want to start recording. If you guys will let me like, he was ready to just do the damn thing. And it was funny because Mike had come to practice and then, and then in the same breath, Jaden was going to play this show for us. Our, our old bass player, if you will. And um, so Jaden, but they both showed up <laughs> to practice. And Jaden's like, "Listen, you're the bass player, man. Whatever." One you day do. you have no bass player, and then you have two. <laughs> <laughs> but that um, that was that was the rough spot of our year. That was 20, 2022, The beginning of it sucked horribly. And right after that, right after that, I, that's why I told the guys as I said, 
we just need to hit the fucking ground. And that's what we did. We haven't stopped. So shows, recordings, videos, merchandise, you name it, we're going to do it. Yeah. So. Getting Mike Losey was definitely the final piece of the puzzle. Yeah. It really Mike was. Mike was it. Dave, Dave is, was a good friend at Tom's, our other guitar player. And Dave and Tom are like magic. Like they just click. Whole other level. They feed off of like, each other. It's, it's wonderful to watch. Um, and... Dave has added so much to the band, just the songs we had, mm -hmm. you know, and then Mike came in and did the same damn thing. He came in and he has his own style, his own flair, adding shit. And Tom's like, these songs are sounding fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The magic stare and, well, and well, Mike writes too. So it's nice because yeah. I'm no longer the only writer. So. So it sounds like the, despite the loss, you guys were able to kind of propel yourself or like use it as motivation almost, you know, yeah. harness that pain, use that to to really get your 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 stuff going, you know, to move yeah. forward. Yeah, that's I I put it out a post a couple weeks ago. Um, it's just it's the the irony of it all that our CD release party is a few days from his passing, mm. like a year. You know what I mean? And it's just that's that's what means the most to us is that like we're just. <laughs> We, we, we fucking did it. You know what I mean? Like that we, we put the work in. We, we worked hard. I mean, we we're midsummer. You know, you want to go out and enjoy the weather and all that shit. And we're in the studio two, three days a week. We're practicing the other two days a week on top of shows on the weekend. You know what I mean? Like there were some weeks that we were doing literally between studio time practices and shows six days a week for the bands. And we all have families, but it was what we wanted. Like we put the band in such a priority level that we were like, we're going to do this. This is, this is going to get done. So, I mean, it's been, it's been a wonderful year. It really has been. So we're excited to get into 2023 and like, it's looking good already. yeah, yep. play with all these bands that are so ready and willing to work with us and all these photographers, like I said, photographers reaching out to us, wanting to just come out and take pictures at shows and, it's just it's it's a different level. It's a different different level. I just I don't know. But I'm sure Rob's working some magic somewhere. <laughs> yeah, propelling us in a direction. I hit. I mean, it's got to be. He's definitely a driving force. That's for sure. Yeah. I think that after experiencing a huge loss like that, you really have like one choice, like two choices. You know what I mean? You either flounder for a while, or you you know you feel that pain, and then or you use it. You yeah. Know? And I think that, like, at least for me personally, when I feel very heartbroken about a situation, my creativity goes through the roof. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not happy, fun creativity. You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to paint the sunset, but I, but I might, uh, you know, channel that into something else and really be able to express myself in a different kind of way yeah. after experiencing that. For sure. Did you guys have any um, anything like that happen to you? Did you <sighs> did it spur on any creativity or any songwriting? So, um, I to be honest with you, I think the blow was so damn devastating. Um, it took us a while to like be able to function. Yeah, it was the functionality of it. It was like you know the first couple of practices that we had. It was like not the same kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know? So like, it was just like trying to get your mind wrapped around the whole situation. And yeah. Cause it was touch with fucking reality. fast, dude. Like yeah. it was 10 days. So it was like, 
Yeah, what and he was hell? a healthy dude before that. Yeah, right? yeah. Correct, yeah. So it was it, like nobody saw it coming. It, it no. felt like relearning everything because part of me was like, this isn't right. I, I should not be doing this right now. You know, he's not here. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, it was you very know? weird. And, you know, looking at these guys, you know, I was leaning on them a lot because I, I was falling apart with it. And, and then when everybody first, when we got our first real breath of, okay, you know, we're going to go forward. And then when Dave came in, it was just like, slam, here's another fresh breath. And then when we finally landed Mike, it was just like, all right, there's the hell thing. And now it's just like no looking back. Yeah. You know, it's just. Well, I, I reached out to, I reached out to, I think, like, to answer your question better, instead of us writing, it was more like, let's get this shit recorded. Mm -hmm. So in February, I had reached out. That's when I reached out to Monochrome. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, you know, just do you guys do, and it was just like a question, like, do you guys record original artists? Or do you just kind of have, like, your own little thing? And those are the artists you work with. And then, you you know, they've got, they've got a school on one side and then a produ production studio on the other. And, um, and I'm like, so how does that, you know, how does that work? Do you guys record? And that's kind of where it started. And they could have got, actually, did we start in March? We did start in March, mid-March. Yeah, at the end of March. Was it? Yeah, because yeah, remember our pace thing was all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I, it might have been mid-March, but I, I know that that was kind of like our propulsion, was like, let's get this shit recorded. Like, let's get let's make something of ourselves, and let's get our music out there on streaming platforms. Like, let's get it on Spotify. Let's get it streaming, you know? Honestly, if it wasn't for you doing that, probably would have wallowed away and just stopped playing. But that was truly... The kickstart of it kicked us all in the ass and said, "All right, let's do this." Yeah. So. Brought you back to earth. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, you guys, it has been such a pleasure having you here. I'm so sorry about your loss, but I'm so happy that you know you guys were able to find that motivation to keep going and to keep making this. Yeah. And hopefully, it's really honoring your friend, your former bandmate's memory. You know what I mean? It was a very humbling experience. Yeah. And you know, made us realize just how much we enjoy doing this and. You know, thank you for having us. Yeah, I was going to say, I appreciate you guys it's absolutely awesome. reaching you. out to us and, you know, having absolutely. us come down here and talk with you and further you guys, too. And then we're, we're looking forward to checking out the yeah, show. Yeah, Friday the 13th. Hell yeah. Yeah, Friday the 13th is a sandbar. Yeah. Storms Within, all over all the social medias and on Spotify yep. and YouTube. Yep. Spotify, it's on all streaming platforms. Okay. So Spotify, Apple, whatever you have, Deezer, all those things. And then absolutely, we have a YouTube too. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, check it out. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. Thank you, all the Storms Within fans. And thank you, everybody who listens to everything at once. Every you, single one of you. You guys are the best. And uh, we love you. Peace. Good night. Night. Good night. <laughs>